0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's Community Access Media Organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Free FM 89.0. Tuia Mareo Otahapori. Now, Hamilton City Council presents Council Comment. A weekly discussion about civic business, one-on-one with those at the council table. Here's your host, Brian Smith. And a very good uh, morning to you. A few minutes late, but uh, here we are. We're going flat out. And I've got in the studio Mayor Paula. Good to have you here, Paula.
1: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: Thank you for coming in just so close to Christmas and we could do a bit of a wrap-up. What would you say are some of the major achievements for 2021, considering everything?
1: Well, that's right. It's been a really weird year, hasn't it? Oh, something nobody God. anticipated. But actually, the council has done a lot of good work and a lot of good things have happened. Uh, for example, yesterday, um, we were at the new entrance way to the zoo. All right. Which is stage one of those redevelopments because uh, the next stage is to link across to um, move the car park and connect with Lake Waifakareki and make a nice viewing tower and destination there. I tell you what, people will be really pleased with that cafe. You can go there, even if you don't want to go to the zoo, you can go to the cafe alone and enjoy it. um, And it's stunning. So that w- that was one thing you know you know you 're going to ask me about the theater turning yes, the sod there, so that yep. was another thing but but also you know basically we 've got on with a lot of planning and a lot of business we 've had to deal with so much change this year and twenty one years nearly i 've been in politics, Gosh. and this has been the biggest um, year that I've faced in terms of changes coming out of government yep. and um, just coming at you all the time and having to be dealt with.
0: Well, it's uh, been one of those years I think everybody's been affected in some way or the other. Even radio had to uh, pull its horns in a bit yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. And um, the COVID effect, uh, has it affected uh, you know, many projects or anything?
1: Uh, yeah, there has been a little bit of delays and some delays in the construction market. You know, freight and materials have gone up in price too. And if things are a little bit slower, but not too bad for us. We've planned really well for it. Yep. Um, Mainly we've had to uh, try and work alongside our community who've been struggling. You know, we did some work with the hospitality sector to extend um, the outdoor eating areas, um, enable more outdoor dining, which of course is safer than being indoors. Mm. Uh, So things like that, we've had to be as flexible and responsive as possible. And uh, like everywhere else in the country, we've had to deal with how we look after our staff and the public through this next phase in Mm. in the traffic light phase of the COVID Mm. situation.
0: Mm. So you've got two theatres on the way too. The Founders Theatre on the one hand and the Regional Theatre, it's on its way, finally.
1: So the Wycastle Regional Theatre is on its way. The Prime Minister was up. She turned the soil on that. Uh, It's quite exciting when you're standing at the back of those um, hoardings, you know, and you can see what they're what it's going to look like just fantastically exciting to see the work start um sadly you know it's still probably another 14 to 18 months away from completion Mm -hmm. but pretty soon people will really be able to get a strong sense of what it's going to offer the city
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to it very much because I like going to some of these shows, not mm. all of them perhaps, but, and I'm a fan for ballet, <laughs> yes. believe, you know. Yes, so the and, ballet
1: can come back. Yeah, it would be amazing. good to have
0: all that stuff here and uh, the regional theatre opened. Uh, on the other hand, the Founders Theatre has been sticking around. What, where, where are we on that one?
1: Well, the Founders Theatre will not be a theatre per se in the future okay. because Council's quite clear that it can't be. Um, something that competes with the Waikato Regional right. Theatre, of course. Yep. Um, but there is um, a need for rehearsal space and um, smaller performance space. Um, we were set, of course, to demolish it. There had been a previous uh, rounds of consultation with the public. Yep. And there's a mixed view. Look, I understand how nostalgic people are about founders because you know mm-hmm. I've been to so many shows since I arrived in New Zealand in 1979. I've got very fond memories of it too. Right. But, um times change. the building really needs a big pull through, and that won't come cheap. So now we have through Margaret Evans, um, previous mayor Margaret Evans, mm-hmm. we have a proposal to look at alternative use for founders. Uh, so they were to go away and design a concept and find some funding because we don't have any money in the budget for it, and come to us with it. Uh, yesterday, they asked for an extension of time till March, the end yeah. of March to complete their work. And I believe they're talking with various funders, but we're not privy to the detail of that. Okay. And it would be a combination of community space, um, art gallery, some performing space, a little bit of an outdoor stage. Hard to know exactly what it includes yet because we haven't seen the final details. Right. But they have to come with two things, the final details and the funding case because council just cannot fund everything that comes across well, table. Yep. And of course, buildings, once they're up, they need operating um, expenses to be yeah. met as well. Yeah. So we're talking through all those. But I think given COVID, as you were saying, what, what's COVID done, um, I think we need to be fair and recognise that uh, with the lockdown, they've been unable to progress as far as they want well, to. Well, everything, yeah. Yeah. So look, um, I've yeah. never been close to the idea of an alternative space, um, use of founders. I hope it's something that really enhances and makes that that area safe, we have some money in the budget for the surrounding parkland right. to make sure that that's enhanced, because truth be told, we 're going to have more people living in the city right and yes. they're going to need more creen- green space to tumble out onto yep. with their friends and family so so we'll see what march brings we'll see you know maybe there's a really good idea that will come forward or a concept that will come forward from that group
0: yeah well, let's uh, hope so, and uh, yes, i've been to many good shows there, and yeah. that sort of thing, I think one of the last ones. I don't know whether was there or the Clarence was Miserables, yeah, and that that was absolutely
1: fantastic. I've actually even performed on the Founder's Theatre stage once when I was very young. Uh, There was a pantomime for Christmas, Cinderella pantomime, and I was a chorus part in that. (laughs) So, you know, look, I have fond memories of it. Uh, Look, whatever we do do, I've always been quite clear that whatever the space gets used for or the building gets repurposed for, we must retain um, some recognition of the founders, the founder's name and the people who gifted us founders. The heritage of the place must be reflected in whatever comes up.
0: I hear exactly what you're saying, that's really great, so let's look to its future and I'll be talking about this in five years' time, probably, That in mind. Well, and no,
1: because we've given them to March. They're oh, March. Really, no. Yeah, March the 31st next year. Yeah. Um, there's little appetite to keep extending it. We have. I mean, it costs money to mm. keep it standing there, of yeah. course. Um, so we need to come up with a plan and we need to... So if uh, if they've got a bold and tenacious plan that really excites everyone, that will be good. Otherwise, I guess we'd move on to the next conversation.
0: Right. There we go. We'll we'll move on from there. The government have taken or are proposing to take over the water supply. I've heard different ones from the council speak on different ways. Some don't want it, some do. Where are we with that one? Well, well, actually, to
1: be fair, if you've heard that some don't want it and some do, that's not true. That's a little bit of mischievousness, I think. Um, not going to go down that route too far. Uh, all of Council has c- clearly said in our submissions, multiple submissions to government that we do not support reform in its current more, uh, in the current proposal as it's currently proposed. Yep. We have serious concerns about the ownership of the assets we want the ratepayer assets to be part, at least part owned by the ratepayers That's through true. the Council yes. we want a stronger um, local governance, we want the, the Hamiltonians to determine their service levels and what's right for them so there are lots of uh, flaws if you like mm. and so the only difference that council has had is some of us feel that we need to uh, be in the tent talking with the Decision makers, rather than outside throwing stones at it and saying we don't (laughs) like it, that is the only point of difference. And look, I stand by that. As mayor, I think my job is to go down to Wellington to sit with ministers and be quite firm about what's right for us. You know, good. And I'll continue to do that. And no, that does not mean that I support water reform in its current way. No councillor does.
0: Fair enough too. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I, well, like. I'm on the same boat as you guys because I think it's wrong. Mm. Uh, The only thing I thought, if they did take it over, maybe the rates would go down.
1: Well, they would. (laughs) They absolutely would. Look, the cost of water is going up. And I have to be brutally honest with everyone who's listening. If we don't look at some way of being more effective and efficient by joining up with someone, mm. and we're interested in talking with, for example, Tauranga and Rotorua, can mm. we have a shared management organisation, but the, but the um, locals still own mm-hmm. their water mm-hmm. assets, um, what other models come to come to light? If we don't do that, the cost of water services is going to go up more, and that's just the simple truth, yeah. because the government has put such high standards on water treatment and, you know, the three waters, which is your tr- drinking water, yep. It's got to be safe, and we've we've got safe water in Hamilton, thankfully. Yep. But as we grow, we're going to need more water treatment and so on. Wastewater, well, Phuket has got some capacity, but it runs out, and you can't keep just pumping wastewater into Phuket. We're going okay. to need a plant in the southern part of Hamilton, okay, yes. and that's not funded at the moment. Then the stormwater, well, that's everything that runs down the street, into yep. your gutters, your drains. That. Inevitably ends up in the river at the moment right. um, through tributaries and so on. Well, that's not going to be acceptable into the future. So we're going to have to look at how we filter out contaminants before water hits the river. Right. That is government's requirement. Mm. So you can see that, you know, we are going to face some considerable pretty, challenges. Pretty
0: big challenges there. Mm. Yes, indeed. And um, at least we're not in... Where, where was it? Christchurch and Dallied and places like that. They've had terrible floods lately.
1: Yeah, And look, you know, um, the water issues have been going on in New Zealand for a long time. Uh, I think people need to be aware that there are parts of the country, and I'm not going to name and shame, there's just parts of the country that, for because of affordability or lack of historic investment or whatever, uh, are still not providing, providing safe, drinkable water all of the time to people. And that's got to be a basic bottom line, hasn't it? Mm, no so? one should be poisoned by water in New Zealand.
0: No. Well, I hear that, and I think it's really great. There was a, a project uh, a couple of years back, I think, with Waikato and Waipa, and that didn't actually... Yes,
1: so that's exactly the type of example I was talking about before. We're yeah. exploring how else can we deliver water services, yeah. join up with other people. Now, we did have that one uh, with Waikato, Waipa and Hamilton. Mm-hmm. That got voted down because of local politics. And that meant we forwent a $10 million per year saving for Hamilton and a considerably bigger saving for Waipa and Waikato. So then, of course, Waikato decided to go with Watercare in Auckland and they've saved a lot of money by doing that Mm -hmm. um, and they're quite happy with that arrangement. Hamilton's sort of stuck on its own at the moment. (laughs) But as I say, we're having really good conversations with the likes of Tauranga and Rotorua to see... Uh, is there any way we can make the services more efficient without having to end up in yeah. Entity B, yeah. which includes Taranaki and, and it's much mm. bigger than we'd all like?
0: Uh, yes, it's just too big. Okay, moving on, and uh, we'll look at that uh, in the new year again, I, sp- I suspect. Union Square, that's opening up, and there's a banking uh, going in there and uh, there must be future developments. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Oh look, Union Square is indicative of what's going on across the whole CBD central city. Um, It's a commercial residential development. It's uh, as you say, Rabobank have chosen Hamilton as the basis for their head office and that's pretty special because they see that Hamilton is in fact a place to to operate from. Mm. We're a nice, safe um, city with lots going lots of yep. positive things going for us, um, the next phase is going to include cafes and shops at the bottom level, you know a, mm-hmm. a, a plaza and a square for people to hang out really commercial needed. opportunities, and then on top of that high quality residential town um, apartments Oh, is that right uh, as so well? yeah yeah mm. so it 's a real mix, but that 's not exclusive to Union Square. There are some other places that are also yep. looking at a mix of commercial. And residential, so you know you'll get people living over the top of businesses in the CBD. They'll mm-hmm. you know walk to work and and live their life as um, as yeah. city centre people. Uh, yeah. You know, and have so a restaurant
0: underneath yourself. You just have yeah. to go downstairs well, stairs. Right. the so, restaurant. You know, and that's why it's really
1: important to protect that green space, the West yes. Town Belt, isn't yes, it? Because people right. need green space. They need the river corridor, which is beautiful. Uh, we've got Hamilton Lake, which is just over the hill here from where we yep. are. Um, it's all walkable. It makes yep. the CBD a beautiful place to live. Yes.
0: Look. Well, I walk around the lake three, four times a week, and uh, it's just good and seeing people, you know, and sometimes yeah. you can even get a coffee when things aren't locked down. Yes. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's really, really good. And uh, I, I hear what you're saying there. There has been quite a bit of talk about um, high rises in town and uh, a lady I know used to live out near the airport they Mm. sold their little farm and they got a unit just off London Street yes and she says, great, go yeah. around the corner, you've got a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: well, my husband and I moved from a suburban uh, dwelling with your lemon tree and your lawn to mow and all of that kind of thing into a townhouse situation where there's not a blade of grass. Have a lovely patio that we uh, we can sit out on both sides of the house. Good. Love it. We walk everywhere. It's great.
0: Oh, that sounds really good. Well, moving on from there, um, STV that's coming in next year. and. Uh, is the two wards will remain, I gather, and we're going to have Maori seats too. So how does it all work out? And do you think people are going to grasp STV properly?
1: All change is difficult, isn't it, change of system? Mm. Now, STV has been what was used for the health board, so it's not totally unfamiliar for no. people to use. So instead of ticking, it's really important that people understand you've got to rank your preferred candidate number one, one your second yeah. preferred candidate number two, and you must, must do that. Mm. Um, because, yeah, uh, but the Māori wards, of course, are only voted on by those on the Māori roll. Oh, yes. And so we were now working with Iwi to determine how they uh, pr- put up good candidates and encourage Māori to vote because yes. Māori ha- voting levels have been low in the past. Right. But they're two they're two seats out of a council of 14 seats. So the rest of the seats will be determined on the basis of east-west wards like they always have.
0: yep. Oh, well, that's fair enough, too. Yes, I wondered if the Māori seats were going to be east-west and they're going to continue that way, I gather. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, that's really good, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing that. Uh, now, you do have some Māori advisors sitting in with you at council anyway.
1: Yeah, we have the Māngai Māori, Yeah. and they're appointed... Um, they don't have a vote at council. No, no. Um, but they're appointed as uh, technical specialists to the committees right. and representing yep. the iwi voice, so... Uh, the councillor that we have on the finance committee of course has rich experience in fi- in fact she's an accountant so mm. she has rich experience in the financial world and can bring that lens and offer yep. her ideas it's been working really well actually.
0: Well that's really good that uh, we're going there and um, you said about government housing and uh, the need for it a vital need for more housing the government coming to uh, to the party are they? <coughs> sort of sort
1: of we have some issues with that at the moment, now, we absolutely accept we need a mo- we need housing and we need it now, yeah, in fact, we needed it yesterday uh we're going to struggle to keep up with the housing supply, uh, but in the media mainly meantime, we've got um, 500 children living in emergency housing. In, in housing. Is that right? There's Good a Lord. lot of children. I didn't realise. You know, so all scattered around. Mm. And um, so, so look, the, the, there's a lot of emergency housing, there's a lot of transitional housing, but we need more houses for families to start, yep, yep. whether it's rented or whether it's bought, as long as it's high quality home. Yes. Uh, so we have been planning for that for some time. We've been doing 51% of our development in the city has been infill. Uh, and the rest has been Greenfield like Peacock and yep. you know, those subdivisions.
0: Peacock's going ahead quite well, I guess. It is. Mm. Well
1: and it certainly will will once once the bridge is complete. Yes. And then Southern links hopefully will come further forward and that'll help. Mm-hmm. What I will say is the government's approach is to take a has taken a very broad brush and said all of a sudden any any section can have three three uh, houses, houses on it, three-story yeah. houses. Yes. Um, of course, we know that six-story can now go in the CBD. Yes. But pretty much the whole city is subject mm-hmm. to the, the government's rules, and we feel that's a bit of a broad brush because it means that just about any suburb could see a a. Den- denser uh, development well, yeah, right next to them. Yeah. So you'll have your <clears> 1950s bungalow and then next to it could go some three storey apartments. Mm-hmm. I don't think Hamiltonians know what's coming in that respect. We've gone back to government and said, no, no, we've done strategic planning and funding models yes. that to roll out growth where we think growth is best to go. Uh, we're concerned about the quality of build, too. You can't just build houses. You've no. got to build communities. Yep. And actually, we don't want to build, as as Martin Gallagher would say, future slums. We don't want to build low-quality outcomes. We want to build rich communities mm. where they've got access to outdoor space, where it is a safe and welcoming community. Uh, you know, yes, there will be a lot more apartments in Hamilton, and I support that, just not
0: peppered everywhere it should yeah. be done more strategically i, I agree yes it's, it's interesting <coughs> excuse my voice uh interesting going back when i was very young everybody had to have a quarter acre section mm. and that was the sort of the standard you know yeah and you had your veggie garden at the back and your and rotary closed, washing l- line washing <laughs> line over here and so forth yeah. and a big front lawn and yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes big big changes
1: yeah look, and I think people will adapt to that because you were given an example before of our friends who' come to live in a townhouse we 've come to live in a townhouse. we embrace that when we are, when our children were young and wanting to run around the garden and play games that didn 't suit us, but now, of course, in our stage of life, it does suit yeah. us and um first home buyers couples you know they'll they 'll learn to live in a different type of environment yes. and then when they want their families, so they can move into the suburbs yeah but at the moment. House affordability is just not there. Right. You know, when you're getting up Mm. in the high 700s for an average house price and many houses Mm. nice houses going well over the million mark, that's not affordable.
0: No. Quite understandable. In actual fact, if you go to places like London or New York, they're all crammed in there anyway. But even larger other cities in uh, England are fairly densely built on.
1: They are, but you've <coughs> got to consider the community around it. Can they get out to some green space for yes. walking, for playing, for Very recreation? Important. Is there a local library? Is there a swimming pool? You know, what's what's on offer so that when you're in your apartment you live quite in a quite uh, smaller scale mm-hmm. home, but yep. but a well appointed home, a nice, dry, warm, safe home. But you can go out and be part of the wider community and of course with covid we've got to think about that we've got to think mm. if we go into another wave of lockdown are we providing quality um living arrangements for people
0: yes and know, we don't know what the future is going to hold in that particular area
1: no we don't <coughs> we don't so you know there again we've um overseas uh people are thinking about new developments in terms of um spaces for yes. people to move around safely
0: and the other thing is, of course, uh, making the cycle tracks uh, around the town. Uh, they're they're yep. coming up everywhere.
1: Yep, <coughs> and Because another thing that the government <coughs> has done in Excuse this me. new housing bill hmm. is to not require garaging and off-street parking. So you can see a lot more apartments pop- popping up. Yes. People either park on the road... Or they forego the ownership of two cars or even one car, and they start using transport but we 're still evolving the transport transport system right we 've got a good bus system, but it 's not where it would need to be to service a um, carless Central right. city.
0: So, so there may be some changes in that in the long term.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. I think we, my personal belief is we've got a transition yeah. from traditional transport, but we won't be able to do it overnight, and cars will still need to be catered for in the short yes. term.
0: Yes. Now, the management of the uh, overall council is, uh, is uh, Lance Verwood, I think his name is Verwatt. Verwatt. Uh, tell us a little bit about him experience with
1: yes, Hamilton? Yes, 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 because uh, you know he's been working in the City Council for some time in right, the uh, senior leadership yep, team Yep, uh, with the um, community services group uh, and he's done a very good job of that. So you know he's the guy who's been leading the team over your gardens, your pools, your par- parks, your playgrounds okay. and all of those community houses and infrastructure. Uh, he comes from a long experience with Auckland Regional Council before that great guy very pragmatic no nonsense straight to sort of guy Mm -hmm. Um, I'm enjoying working with him Uh, you know sad to see Richard go and we wish Richard all the best for his new endeavour I haven't caught up with him recently but (laughs) I'm hoping it's not uh, his opportunities haven't been too clipped by COVID yeah Um, But yeah, no. Look, Lance is, um, but you know, he knows he knows the place. We had a lot of good candidates, so it was highly highly um, competitive process.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I haven't met him yet, but I hope to have him on my show early in the new year and have a chat with him. Absolutely, be be very good. This is the final one for this year, and we'll come back uh, probably about the beginning of February when you've all had a big holiday and you're all raring to go, and I'll be able to pick up where we're going from there.
1: And look, I'm I'm coming back around about. The twelfth of January. Most councillors will come back in February because us- we usually have that okay. quiet month. Yes, um, but I need to come back at that time to be able to connect with people. I haven't had time to because of COVID. All oh, right. So, to anyone out there who's got a, an issue that they want in consideration, get email my office and let's see if we yep. can find some time to talk about it in good. January while it's a bit quieter.
0: Might be a good idea. And I was just thinking, I do the breakfast show there starting back on the tenth uh, of uh, of uh, January. Might be an idea. I'll ring you and see if you could uh, have a phone conversation and yeah, how are things going and where are you going at this time. and yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be good because we're not going to have council comment, as they say, and probably be late January, early February, by the yeah, time we come yeah, back.
1: Yeah,
0: And uh, there we go. Well, I think we've used up all our time here just about. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, oh, look, time? I just
1: want to thank all your listeners for tuning in and listening to me and to all the other councillors that come yes. on. Uh, We really do want to share our our ideas. That is democracy. Yes. Thank you very much for what you do here, Brian, and this show. Enjoy. Uh, And look, people do keep safe, um, do use all the tools available to us to protect from COVID. Yes. um, Because it is here, and as people have been saying on television, it is amongst us. It's going to stay amongst us for some time. So take care. Enjoy some summer. Enjoy your friends and family.
0: Good idea. Well, thank you, uh, Mayor Paula, for coming in and... uh, We'll talk to you again in the new year and um, may even get you on my breakfast show. We'll see how we go. And uh, in the meantime, um, this is the last program for Council Comment this year. Wish you all a happy Christmas. All goes well and I look forward to reconnecting with you in the new year. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon.